House of Loud. You see, we used to be pussweeds, but now we're metal. House. Really real. Oh. I'm living this year over metal endoskeleton. Loud. House of Loud. Talking metal and hard rock with Shane Alvarado and Jason Lee. House of Loud. Welcome to our house, the house of loud. I am your co-host Shane Alberani. Alongside me is Jason Lee. I am and also you, your co-host. Yeah, you are my. What did I say? Well, you said you were the co-host. I'm also the co-host. You so are the together. Co-host? We are the host. We are the. We, is that how that goes? I don't know. Is that grammatically correct? I don't know. We're going uh, mathematics <laughs> here. We're a uh, transitive property. But anyway, if you have ever uh, uh, had a mosh pit related injury, this is your show. I would. <laughs> I have. I have. And that's what we're talking about. We're going to talk about our some of our live show stories. And again, if you're new to this story, new to the show, it's that's what it's about. It is about just two aging metalheads just sharing stories. It's more about uh, I mean, the music, but we're not going to get into to, uh, album reviews or anything like that. We're just going to share, share stories. And if you have them, please share us with us. It's about the people who make metal uh, so wonderful because, again, it's a tribe that we're in. If you see a 100%. guy with a Wasp t-shirt, you are going to strike up a conversation with them, and you all are going to have stories. So that's what we're doing. We're going to share those stories. Uh, and tonight, or to this, uh, tonight, well, today, today or tomorrow, if we're ready to listen to this. Whenever it is. Whenever it is. Uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, talk about some of the live shows, and we'll start off with one that uh, Jason and I just went to go see in Chicago. It was Halloween. And I can't even say that this was on my bucket list because I never thought I'd have a chance to see them. I've always had them on my bucket list since the very first time I saw their video back in 1988. That atrocity that was the MTV version of Halloween. (laughs) If you're not familiar with the song Halloween, it's 13 minutes. It's glorious. And you cannot edit a single second of it. It was down to five and a half minutes, I think. Five minutes even. It was just terrible. Horrible. The solos were... It was just offensive. (laughs) But... That was my first introduction. I did not know. So it was a great video the first time I saw it, which was on the Halloween episode of Headbangers Ball. It was aired on whatever Halloween 1980 was, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever night, hosted by Sam Kennison. And I'll tell you some of the videos I remember. There was the Halloween video. There was the Rocky to Hell by Grim Reaper. There was Heaven Sent by Dokken. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Uh, and then there was uh, Wild Thing, Sam Kennison's own video. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And then that's four, and they probably had 12. So there was other yeah. eight other songs in there that I don't remember. I just I don't remember at all. Um, but uh, I remember within the next week or two, I went and got Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 1. And I couldn't believe. It was all over. Yeah. I couldn't believe when I heard Halloween how different it was. <laughs> right. 100%. Yeah. But anyway, going back to seeing the show, just ecstatic. Ecstatic to finally get to see them. And uh, this was the most well-timed show we've ever been to. It was in Chicago at the Riviera. And this also blows me away about Halloween. Uh, the Riviera, what, 2,500 people? Something and like that. We think they should be playing in front of 10,000 people a night. I mean, 100%. it's right. That's that's what should have happened to this band. But anyway, but uh, we left uh, our homes here in Fort Wayne about 2 o'clock. We pulled into the Riviera parking lot about 523, got out of the car, went and had a couple slices of pizza, and that's New York style. New York style in, in Chicago. Chicago. That's right. Stick it. <laughs> So we have our couple of slices. Uh, we walk back to the Riviera where the doors 
had just opened, so we were able to cruise on in. We got in the merch line because we had to have a Halloween t-shirt. We didn't know if that was ever going to happen again. So we each got our Halloween t-shirts. Literally, they're being handed to us as Hammerfall, the opening act, takes the stage. We had no wasted minutes at all on that trip. Not at all. It was great. And I, I was apologizing on the way there because I uh, had set on my, my, um, my Google map that I didn't want to take tolls. I didn't remember that. I didn't think about that. And so we're cruising on 30, and all of a sudden we're going past all these roads that take us up to Chicago. I'm like, well, we're going to find out if we can get to Chicago without paying money. And you can. It's just a hassle. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic. You think it's a hassle to pay money to get into Chicago. It's more of a hassle to go around the south end of Chicago up into the city without paying. Go pay the toll. <laughs> but, but we made it to the show. Perfect timing. And it was incredible. It was a, a pretty much exactly what we thought. Now, talking about live shows. Now, one thing I have to do, I have to know the set list. And I know, I would like to know people's opinion on this because I do have mixed. Most I think of you're it, wrong. Most of it are, I, I, should say, I shouldn't say mixed. Actually, I would say maybe 80-20 as the 80% hating me for learning the set list. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to know because I have to know if I'm going to be disappointed. And in this case, we kind of were because they were not playing Halloween. And we thought, how can you get away with this? Right. This should be illegal. Uh, that is honestly, and it, it sounds like hyperbole, but it is legit. 50% of the reason I bought the ticket. Yeah. I wanted to hear that song live. I wanted to yeah. hear the solos. Me too. The solos in that song are ridiculous. I wanted to hear Kai Hansen just throw down. I don't know the other two guitar players' names. I don't. <laughs> but Kai's been there since day one. I, I know him and I, from Gamma Ray and from Halloween, yeah. obviously. Um, but having said the, that we were disappointed, the show was spectacular. They right. sounded amazing. Right. And if, you've not, if you're unfamiliar with Halloween, I really, we really encourage you to check out really the whole catalog. But you know, this was a band who really got big in the 80s. I mean, they've always been big in Europe, but here oh, yeah. in, in North America, not so much. But you know, just listen. The, the new record was uh, released in 2021, and half the set list, well, maybe three or four songs. And they, and I think they three songs. And they started with Skyfall, which is the, which is on the new record, and that kind of took the place of Halloween because it was 13 and a half minutes, and it was, it was spectacular. Yeah, there was that. There was two other songs off the record. I'm. I'm Forgetting what they are off the top of my head. Uh, now. Mass pollution. Mass pollution. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but anyway, it was it was great. All three singers. Kai was the original singer of the band. He uh, after first record ended up just playing guitar. Mike Kiske came in, sang you know, three or four records, four records. Uh, he left, and then they brought in Andy Darris, and he's the new guy to a lot of people. Yeah. He's been there for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> he's been there for twenty years, but he's the new guy, yeah. right? Uh, and he they they all sounded impeccable. I, I was shocked at how good yeah. Kai Hansen sounded. Yeah. Because, you know, when you step back from being a lead singer, it means you're not comfortable being a lead singer. He seemed like he knew what he was doing. When he grabbed that microphone without his guitar, he seemed comfortable. Yeah. Sometimes you lose the guitar, the guitar is a, is a bit of a, a shield. It's a bit of armor yeah. for people that are on stage. You remove that guitar and it's going to be hard to deal with. He seemed to be on it. And he looks a little like Bobcat Goldthwait to me. <laughs> So I kept waiting for him to you know, pull out the voice from Police Academy, you know. But you don't have very many. Well, you have no bands that bring back every lead singer that they've had, and they're all performing and on the all, same stage. And they all seem to genuinely enjoy each other's company. Absolutely, there yeah. was no animosity. I don't. I think Mike just left to try other things. He didn't yeah. get fired. He didn't quit like you know Sebastian quit Skid Row. Yeah. He just like it's time for me to move on, you know. And they're like, all right, have a good, you know. Best of luck to you. We'll find another singer. And they've got Andy Darris, and he came in and just nailed it. And they've been going strong for another yeah. two decades since. But that show was the thing that amazed me about that Halloween show is 
We he, Shane and I both are like, oh, this is going to be one of those shows where we're just going to get to watch the show. It's yeah. a band you want to watch. <laughs> Three songs in, right? It was the third song, yeah. maybe? They started moshing. Yeah. We, we, both, we both kind of thought, there's not going to be a mosh pit here tonight, but there was. What, what is that about? <laughs> it's Halloween. It's not a mosh band. This is not <laughs> Sepultura, right? This is this is Halloween. You watch them play, but whatever. Uh, it was cool. I, uh, I did watch a, a girl get just blasted in her cheek <laughs> blasted she was walking she was in the pit running by me and i saw her wearing glasses and i thought well that's dangerous and she got about four feet away from me and i watched an elbow just right into her cheek just rock her knocked the glass i hit her so hard it closed her glasses her glasses fell off her face closed i don't know how that works I don't know if that was the yeah, energy that, that, transfer. That is definitely a novice mosh pitter. You yeah, do not go in there with attention. your glasses. And well, you she, don't go in with your glasses. No, no. And she bent down to pick yeah. them up, and she got knocked about another 10 feet away. Yeah. And I was able to jump down and jump over there and grab them because my glasses aren't cheap. Yeah. Right? So I was able to pick them up for her. But, I mean, moshing in Halloween, what is that? Yeah. But and, that's – I mean, you – and you know – I mean, we, we're so attuned to it. Where, we, where you are – because it's like before the show even starts – I can point out the people in the crowd. This guy's going to be a problem. He's going to start it. This guy's going to come in, and that and that's where it's going to. You can see it start. Right. So you can kind of, if you want to be in the pit, fine. You know where it's going to be now. But if you don't, you can also avoid these people. And there's been many times where you just get sucked up in it. You have no choice, right? But to kind of participate. But I've, I've over the years, I can. It's like this guy is going to be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been injured in a pit? I have not. I mean, I've been, you know, knocked around a few times, a little, uh, a few bruises, uh, but also some of my hockey training. I've laid out some pretty good hip checks uh, in the pit, <laughs> and I'm kind of proud of myself that. Uh, but uh, again, you know, most people, I, I think the old, if the older guys are in it, we kind of know what we're doing. But when you see the like, this was this was. Not older people were not. You would think that Halloween was an older crowd, but it really wasn't. No, it no, was, it, was it was at least younger. fifty fifty people sure, had never sure. seen the band. And so when the younger people actually started up, you know, uh, we shouldn't be in there, <laughs> right? So uh, my first mosh pit ever was in uh, December of ninety. No, eighty nine. No, ninety. December of ninety. Somewhere around there, I went to a place here in Fort Wayne called the Martyr on the south end of Fort Wayne. It's a tiny little place, you know, all ages place, and there were uh, a couple of local bands that are legendary in Fort Wayne: yeah. Rats Creek and Nuclear Jealousy. And I was uh, in the mosh uh, and stopped in my tracks. Somebody sucker punched me as hard as they could punch me, split my lip in two places, and put a cut on my nose from one punch. Wow. Didn't knock me out. Yeah. I'm proud to say it did not knock me out, but it did stop me, and I just stood in place for five seconds. And if they wanted to, they had five seconds yeah. where I was just a punching bag. And I just stood there <laughs> just dazed. Yeah. And when I was finally able to shake it, and I, I shook my head, and I felt the spatter because my I had two cuts on my lip and one on my nose. Blood just went bleh. Yeah. And my buddy Shane's like, that is amazing. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? This is nasty. I don't know what the, who hit me. They had to see me coming yeah. and, and line me up. There's just no yeah. way that was an accident. Yeah. That wasn't an elbow. That was somebody with a ring. Oh, with, wow. With spikes on it. Oh. Is my guess. With two, yeah. I mean, I had two, two cuts on my lip. Not, yeah. they weren't, it wasn't from one punch splitting it. It was a, you know, it was cut. When you it see guys nasty. leading with their shoulders, you know it's okay. But yeah. when you see elbows flying around, you see the arms come up. Then that's going to be an issue, and that's yep. when you say, "I'm not getting that." I, so. I've I've almost hurt myself a few times. Uh, well, I have hurt myself. I almost broke my left leg during Tool at Ozfest in '98. 
I came down uh, on the hill and I landed my left leg first and it folded my knee backwards, oh. almost almost broke my leg there. And I went, <laughs> some sound that no grown man needs to be making in public. And I grabbed my leg and I hobbled up to the top of the hill and I just leaned on the wall and kind of let my body slide down to the ground and I held my leg and I cried. I cried in public in front of thousands of hardened metalheads, cried because the pain was so bad. And people were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy's messed up. This guy's messed up. And after I got my composure, I'm like, I need to find my crew because I'm very um, vulnerable at this moment. I can hardly stand. I got to be with my crew. I got to go find yeah. my group. So I stood up and like, oh, my God. He's going back in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And I found my crew. And we're hanging out. And I'm just dealing with this just – I thought I broke my leg. It was bad news. And they tried to start a fire about 15 feet away from where I was standing. And I wasn't dealing with that. I didn't want to be covered in soot. I didn't want to catch fire from – I was angry. So I went over and I kicked the fire. Like, no, I'm not dealing with this. And I stumble over and I stand there and they start building the fire again. And my friends are like, they're going to throw you in it. They're going to throw you in it if you go back over there. Uh, and so I was like, all right, whatever, and dealt with that. And I had to, uh, you know, I had to put a brace on my leg for a good week or two. And about 10 years later, I almost broke my right leg at Testament being in a pit. I wasn't even in the pit pit. I was in the that, front right, part. Right. Yeah. I was in the front part where I thought, you know, the mass of buys will keep me safe. Yeah. Well, what happened is it was the first tour with Alex Skolnick back. And when he stepped up on the on the uh, riser to do his solo, it's like everybody in the back went, oh, we forgot Alex Golick was here. And they all pushed. And all that energy rushed forward. And that was fine until it hit the, the, the barrier. And then that energy bounced back. And the guy in front of me ended up getting hit. And his right leg came back and took my knee out from under me. And I fell down. And my foot landed underneath my other leg in a way that I landed on top of this guy with my fists in his shoulder blades. And I was holding him down because my foot was caught under my leg and I was being rolled in the opposite direction than what my ankle was going to let me. And if I had fallen over, my knee and my ankle would have both went and just ruined me. And I'm holding this guy down. And going, ah, 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 like It felt like an hour, but it was probably more like three seconds, right? And I finally got to pop and I fell on top of him. And I said, I am so sorry, man. I got up and I've never been in a pit since. Really? I just won't do it. I almost broke both my legs. Next yeah. time they're taking them off at the hip. Yeah. Right? They're just yeah. gonna rip them off and start beating me to death with them or something. <laughs> it was bad, man. I'm not wired for the pit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty years old is too late. I would I mean, the only time I feared physical harm was Slayer at Pierce. Oh, here. Very, what a show. Very famous uh music venue here in Fort Wayne. And Slayer played there and it was yeah, I had, well, I had never actually really feared physical harm until that show. 1,800 people at a yeah. Slayer concert. That's just beyond yeah. small, right? Yeah. And that night, the Piers had walls. The half walls. The, the, the black funnels. Yeah. Little, little half walls. Yeah. They were there. If there was a fire, it was there to guarantee people died yeah. is what they were, <laughs> right? You know, these things are lower than people can see. And you're going to get stuck on them, and then yeah. people are going to fold you over. You're going to snap your legs. You're yeah. going to burn to death. But whatever. The pit wasn't big enough. Right. You remember? Right. So they right. tore it was, one yeah, of those it was walls just this, this massive humanity, and they're ripping out these half walls and carrying on putting them It was the yeah. most metal thing I've yeah. ever been a moment, uh, a part of in my life. I yeah. passed this wall over my head, bolts sticking out of the bottom of it. I'm standing right next to the soundboard. <laughs> I'm like, this is incredible. And yeah, that was outrageous. 2002, man. Yeah. And that I remember, because uh, we both worked at the same radio station at that time, and actually, the radio station uh, had a an event going into the next room. 
So I was going back and forth because I was working that event. So I didn't didn't I was literally watch the show from the back of the stage because I had had to kind of go back and forth. So I'm just watching this. I'm like, I'm not getting out there. I'm not taking two steps. I'm going to stay right back here behind the stage and kind of watch it from here. <laughs> Man, when they played Rain and Blood that Raining Blood that night, yeah, place exploded. Yeah, it was uh, nuts. Yeah, that and, is, that, and that is actually my only Slayer show. That is the only one I've. I, they are yeah. one of the greatest live bands yeah. I've ever seen. I've seen them yeah. twenty five times. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen them a lot. Yeah, and because they're they always bring it. And if not them, they're crowd. And combine the two, it's just something Nuts. else. I mean, I, I yeah. I've never seen Slayer and left and went. Man, they half assed. <laughs> never, right? yeah. not one time. I've seen Megadeth like twenty five yeah. times, and uh, I'll bet there's a third of those where I was like, man, they may what a it. bunch of jack offs. <laughs> <laughs> really, man, Damon Stain, what a jerk. Yeah, I, I've I've been to at least four four shows of Megadeth where he threatened to beat the shit out of somebody in the crowd, and I think that and that's I was always turned off by Megadeth partially because of, I think because of Dave Mustaine. God, I mean, outside of Rust in Peace, which is you know just a seminal thrash album, you know, um, I really I, he's turned me off, and I and of course and I liked some of the new, the newer stuff, and I liked the last record, I thought was great, but. He was a reason why I never really got into Megadeth. He just was a turnoff. Yeah, so. I um, I saw him in ninety one was the, no ninety was the first time I drove my first road trip. My first road trip for a concert was in December of nineteen ninety. It was Testament, Megadeth, Judas Priest, and Testament had Souls of Black. Megadeth was doing Rust in Peace and Painkiller for Judas Priest, and I just I had to see it. And I asked my mother a couple months before the show. I said, Could, do you mind if Tanya and I, my sister Tanya and I, go to Indianapolis to see this concert? No, I don't, I'm not comfortable with you going there. Okay. And I left it. I went and bought my ticket anyway. Yeah. And that day, Tanya and I left at different times. I'm like, hey, we're going here. I'm going here. And we went to the show anyway. And uh, we ended up getting a lift. The guy I wanted to go with me couldn't take me for whatever reason. Probably something with his son. Probably had to be with his infant son. <laughs> so we had somebody else drive us who didn't have a stereo. So... I ended up having Rust in Peace with me, and I ended up singing all the lyrics to everybody the entire way there. And I was like, hey, <laughs> we're going to hear some Megadeth on the way there. And we ended up on top of Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, and it was drizzly in early December. So it was yeah. cold. Yeah. You know, that you can see the moisture in the air. It was just awful. And it was just so cold. And I remember the guys that like, we're not letting anybody in until you pick up every piece of trash on this roof. No one was moving. I'm like, well, I don't want to be out here anymore. I went and I grabbed that trash can. I pulled it over to our line and just started throwing trash in. And our line was the first one let in. Uh, the whole room, I mean, literally the roof yeah, of, uh, yeah. I guess it's a parking garage roof yeah. that led into Market Square uh, and went in and just couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was so cool. And what was your first road trip? Uh, I don't even remember my first road trip. I really don't. can't remember which one it was, but I remember like the first, I would say, metal show that I went to. And it was disappointing because it was Tesla at the time, my favorite band in the whole world. It was 1989 and it was Tesla, Badlands and Great White and Great White and Great White, of course, had Dwight Shy and they were a huge act. So this was like my sophomore year of high school. And um, I remember I, I took my girlfriend at the time and you know she wasn't into wasn't here, but it's like she was going to go with me. And but of course, I'm here to see Tesla. And it was a Sunday. And I remember, so it's a Sunday, it's a school night. I can only, mom's picking me up at 11 and I've got to be out the door at, at 11 o'clock. So I, this goes back, I think this is why I have to know the set list. It, <laughs> it goes back to this scarring because I want to see Tesla. I am waiting. This is my moment, you know? So 
Uh, Badlands opened the show. And then I'm thinking Tesla's probably second because Great White is the headliner. No, Great White was second. Tesla went on third. And I think I maybe saw three songs because the, the clock hit 11. Oh, my God. And I had to get get to mom who was waiting for me <laughs> waiting for us to uh to uh, go home and uh, so i think maybe saw three or four songs. yeah but you got to see badlands i, I never did, got to well see you know what? i didn't i didn't appreciate that at the time no oh, obviously not man. they had one song they had uh, dreams, uh, dreams in the of dark. the dark was was the one song and i remember also about this was i uh um for some reason I just gunned a very large Mountain Dew before the show. Okay. I don't know why. Maybe I wanted to have the caffeine and the sugar and be ready for this show. I just thought <laughs> that was maybe that's what it was. And Badlands hit the stage, and the bass just kept like kicking me in the bladder, is what it felt <laughs> like. And I kept running to the bathroom. I must, I think I missed it because like, I get back and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Did, I have to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> did, you, did you get to hear Ray? I mean, did you, did, how did Ray sound live? I, 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 great, I think, from what I heard. <laughs> uh, again, a band, I, was, I wasn't really, didn't know a whole lot about him. So it's like, I really wasn't. It's like, come on, I want Tesla. Get off the stage. I'm here to see Tesla. <laughs> great white, I'm cool with. But it's like, again, I thought Tesla was going to be second. Oh, I got So yeah, this yeah. goes back to my, I have to know what's going on. And, Knowing the set list, and again, this is my process. Knowing the set list, okay, I'm, again, this is since the internet and how they, everything is posted. I know the set list. Okay, for the next week before the show, I have now had a playlist now on my phone that I'm going to listen to this set list. So I know kind of what everything is going to happen because now with the phone, I want a piece of each song and I want to know where things are going to hit and I can hit record and have that, that 20 seconds of the song because like, I'm not someone who's going to record the whole song. I just want that little piece. Uh, so, and again, probably for a week after, I'm still going to listen to that set list because I'm still going to be charged up from that show. <laughs> so I'm still in the Halloween stage. I'm still listening to it. So, uh, again, I think it goes that, that fear of not knowing what the set list is actually goes back to that really at first kind of, uh, hard rock metal show that I saw back, back in 89. So yeah, I think the first road trip I went on would have been Van Halen. It would have been to Indy to see Van Halen. Okay, uh, right. Foreign Lawful Carnage. Yes, so that that yeah, so that and uh, wow, that's that Allison Chains. Was no, Vince Neil opened that show. Get out of here with with Steve Stevens playing guitar. Probably, probably, but it was awful. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, it's Vince Neil. Yeah, so he, it was. Nobody's ever never nobody's ever accused I, Vince Neil of being great. I don't think I'd ever seen uh, an audience not interested in an opening act like that. That 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 was, yeah, that was. Uh, and, and I remember that that show also was kind of was was interesting because we all went in one car with the exception of our friend Rob, who just thought, oh, it's nice. Uh, it was like in the middle of summer. I'm going to ride my motorcycle down there. OK, Rob, you can, still, you can get in the car with us. But no, he's going to ride a, his motorcycle. And of course, we get there. And we never see him. We immediately go to the lawn. You know, I don't know. We don't know where he is. There's no cell phones. Well, there's 18,000 people right. on the lawn. And one of our friends uh, decided, hey, I'm going to go look for Rob. Where are you going to look for him? We thought, <laughs> right? I don't know. So he disappears before Van Halen hits the stage. We don't see either one of them until we're walking out. It's like, we got to find these guys somehow. And luckily, we're bright enough to wait out right by the gate and was looking for us. <laughs> so, wow. So yeah, so that was that was a that was a fun night. Uh, but uh, what's uh, and also with 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 concerts, uh, my my wife has got 
more rock and roll stories than I can ever imagine because she's a bit older than me. She was class of 87. I was class of 92. So she really lived it. She was in the middle of it and I wasn't. So she, she went to all the shows that I couldn't, my mom was not going to let me and she was a teenager. So we talk about all of these shows that we were both at at the same time. And I'm like, gee, would you have looked my way back in that? You know, it was like, no, I wouldn't even have looked at you. It's like I was, you know, I was 21 and hot. You were 16 or whatever, whatever I was, you know. So she, we'll have to have her on the show because she's got more stories than I do. And she's actually, for some reason, kind of embarrassed by it. I'm like, you have such cool rock and roll stories, <laughs> right? right? It's awesome to go back and 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 relive that stuff, you know. But um, yeah, you know, I I, I do. I, I don't like surprises when it comes to shows. I do. It does not matter who it is. And we had the conversation with a couple of guys. You know, we talk about you're able to strike up a conversation with anyone if you're wearing a metal shirt. And we struck up a conversation with someone right outside the pizza place before Halloween. Yeah, he was wearing a King Diamond yeah, shirt. Yeah, which is a, fa- a big big one for you. And, uh, you know, I immediately start talking about my my set list thing. And they're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell us. Yeah, he, Shane tells these guys that don't want to know the set list for the songs. They have 16 songs. He gave them a quarter of their set right? list. They're like, shut up. Yeah, they're opening with this. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up! Sorry, I got excited there. But so, what was your first concert? John Cougar. Oh, that's at right. The Coliseum, uh, nineteen eighty-three. Okay. And so, not did it? Who opened for John Cougar at that? Oh, point? I don't remember. Was it like John Parr or something like I that? I don't think. I think it may have just been him. In eighty-three. Yeah, because he was. We're in Indiana, so he that's was true. big in Indiana. That's true. So it was. I don't think he needed an opener. So, uh, but I remember not being prepared for the volume. I'm nine years old, so it's like I could not hear anything. My dad took me, so I could not hear anything uh, uh, for a couple days, probably. After well, he that. was rocking. That he hadn't he hadn't uh, gotten into that Appalachian thing yet. Yeah, no, it so was, he was still it rocking. Was, yeah, it was those first couple records. So yeah, so that was that was the first show, and I really don't remember going to another one until that Tesla show. So this okay. is like from '83 to '89. Wow. Okay. So it, again, it was one of those things where my sister was going to all the shows, but I couldn't tag along she went to see everyone i mean i've got all of her ticket stubs that says here's kiss here's cheap trick here's whoever whatever right right because back in the day david lee roth they, whatever. You, you had a concert at the coliseum probably every weekend it sure it, felt it was, like it didn't it, right right and it was a ten dollar ticket or twelve dollar ticket i've got ticket stubs that say and it seemed like faster pussycat opened it up for half the bands yeah yeah oh my god yeah i saw those guys four times yeah yeah, so everybody came around. So, but I didn't start going until I was like, you know, sophomore in high school. So then after that, uh, I started to go a lot. But and then again, I then I kind of get out of metal, and I don't really. But still a music lover, you know. I would go see Chicago in a heartbeat. I went to see Air Supply, and you're like me, you're like <laughs> we go see whoever because right. we're music lovers, you know. But we'll go see anything. But uh, uh, you know, but but about that time, you know, ninety two old metal shows are are drying up. I remember. I think Iron Maiden was supposed to come to the Coliseum, and it was canceled due to lack of ticket sales. It was after Bruce Dickinson had left the band. And I, I my memory might not be right on that, but I seem to remember that there were shows, big shows, that two years prior would have been huge. Ninety two was Fear of the Dark. That was still Bruce, but that yeah. album did not do well. Right, right. Yeah, that was when but it was, it was really right happening. after. It was yeah. right after that he left the band. So it's like he, it was not with him. Okay. Yeah. And he was so, with Blaze already. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he would have, and then they end up playing Pierre's. Yep. Yeah. So. It, it, it's bizarre to me that these met, that the bands were playing. They were big, 
Then they were nothing. Now they're big again. It's a matter of sticking it out, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, King Diamond, I saw him uh, play for 150, 200 people once. And a couple of years ago, I saw him with 5,000 people. So it's really weird because I thought when I saw him in 98 with those 200 people, I was like, well, that's it. It's over. And he just yeah. kept putting out records, putting out records, not touring, but putting out records anyway, putting out records. And then the last handful, in the last nine or 10 years, he's like, maybe the road's going to be good for me. And it's done okay for him. You know, yeah. it's a matter of sticking it out. You know, uh, I, I love live music. There's nothing quite like it. I've, God, I don't know, 400, 500, 600 shows, wow. something like that. I mean, I've got 400 ticket stubs. Yeah. So take from that what you will, all the shows I've gone to without a ticket stub. So I've probably gone to 600 shows, probably. Yeah. Maybe seven hundred. I don't know. And so they all they all start to blend. You know, friends are like, hey, you remember the show? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I don't. I vaguely have a recollection, but I don't remember yeah. specifically. You know, people like you know, I'll ask, hey, did did you go to that concert? Yeah, you drove me. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just a big blender up here. Yeah. You know, nothing sticks anymore. You know, at, at all, unless it was a. A, a really rare situation like the Clash of Titans in 91. That yeah. was a big deal for me as being a thrash kid, being able to see Slayer, Anthrax, and Megadeth yeah. at one show and boo Alice in Chains. To hell with those. <laughs> to hell with that band in 1991. I was not feeling it. I, I did not get them at all. I will admit it, uh, even though they're my favorite of all the Seattle yeah. bands. with Hands down, them, followed by Soundgarden. Um, uh, but I just did not want them because the European version of Clash of Titans had Testament or Suicidal Tendencies. I'm like, come on now. And you replaced them with Alice in Chains, boo. Uh, but um, I wish I could go back and watch that show again. I'm yeah. sure it was great. You know, I'm sure it was fantastic. But if you, I, I can't think of really any show I've been to where I'm like, okay, sir, sir, one band may be better than the other, but I've never been like disappointed. Like, oh, that was awful. Why did I pay money for that? Oh, I have. Obviously, I have never, I've never Dead had Milkman, that. terrible, horrible. Uh, Sponge, oh, so bad, so bad. Um, Vince Neal. Okay, but again, not the headliner. I saw him open. That's I, I saw I, him but at Pierre's on his own. I at, saw Motley Crue at the Coliseum, yeah. and I left five songs in. I did. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'm like this is insulting as a, as a person who paid to be here. Yeah. It's insulting to me that you would bring this out on stage. This does not deserve to be on any stage outside of a practice stage. Right. Yeah. This is this is. It feels like I'm at warm up. It was bad. It was really really bad. Uh, but for the most part, I'm going to do my best to see as many shows as I can. Yeah, I'm starting to get priced out now. Yeah, anything I want to see now is you know so absurdly expensive. You know, I can't afford the tickets that they're. Yeah, I'd like to see Bruce Springsteen. I'm not paying five thousand dollars to see. Him. Right, you could resurrect Cliff right. Burton, and I'm not paying five thousand dollars to the, go to that concert. It's just not going to yeah. happen. That's yeah. just an outrageous sum of money. Yeah. Um. So it's getting to the point where I I've seen so many bands now. If I haven't seen them, maybe I'll go. But if I have seen them, it's going to take something special yeah. for me to make a trip. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the stadium shows or festivals. I'm not. That's oh, not, not festivals. That's, I'm not. That, that's not my thing. But even a big stadium show, again, it'd be, it'd be something really special, like Genesis, which is my favorite band. Uh, not metal at all, but still my favorite band. But I will, I will see Genesis anywhere, any place, you know. Uh, but I prefer, you know, the smaller venues, you know, the 5,000 seaters or less than that, obviously that's to me, any concert is better in that tight of an environment. Yeah. Now I saw the stones with, I thought it was 80,000 people. It sure felt like a lot. It was more like 55. Yeah. I saw him at the that Speedway. That doesn't appeal to me at all. <laughs> I saw him at speed at the Speedway down in Indy and it was a great show, but man, they were, they were specs, man. Yeah. They were tiny specs. I ended up watching the screen all night, really. Yeah. It sounded good. It was a lot of fun. I was glad I got to see the yeah. Stones, yeah. but it was, 
I would much rather be able to see facial expressions. Right. We saw Iron Maiden at the at the United Center, and uh, so that I mean that's as you know as big as I want. I mean that's a big building. Uh, but we splurged. Speaking of how much you pay for concert tickets, we, my wife and I, splurged because now it's to the point where it's some of these bands were like, we might not ever see them again. They might this this could be it. And considering Iron Maiden still absolutely brought it, you know, they don't. That's a that's a working band. They're not gonna mail it in. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and same thing with, with with Kiss. I think I've seen Kiss on every tour dating back. You know, maybe to '87. I think that may have been my okay. First, maybe or. 87, oh, no. anyway, right in that area. It's a crazy nights. Been, yeah, maybe that may have been my first Kiss show, maybe, in that area. Um, yeah, I think I may. Th- I think I saw them before the Tesla show in 89, so I think I saw Kiss in 87. Uh, so never, whatever you think of Kiss, never a bad show, because they're professionals. So Always it good. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It helps yeah. when you have backtracks. It, but <laughs> that's, again, that's another. It helps another, you don't have to be able to That sing. is another story. That is another story, but... Shows like that, I'm like, it is such an experience to see everything. I kind of don't care. I'm like, stuff's blowing up. I mean, there's, there's set changes. There's this, that. I'm seeing the whole thing. I'm like, you know what? The, Maybe it's okay that it's actually, you know, it, it's canned sounds because it sounds good. Yeah, the last show I saw before the pandemic shut everything down was uh That Kiss. was the first one I ever missed because and it's like. it was. Yeah. I, they opened with Rock and Roll Night yeah. and it just. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I couldn't believe how good it was. You know, there's 70-year-old Paul Stanley floating across the, yeah. the stadium to land on a a, 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 a tiny little round stage yeah. right in front of me. It was it was a good night, man. It's still cool. It's a good night. Uh, in 90, I saw them for the first time with Slaughter. I think Faster Pussycat yeah. uh, at the Coliseum as well. And, and that actually, you know what? That was my first road trip because I lived in Kinnoville at the time. So we drove. My buddy, his father owned the Avila Tap. A uh, bar in a little tiny little town here in Indiana, and he stopped there. And we got a, he got us a case of beer, and we drank good, great majority of that case of beer heading down back roads from a villa to Fort Wayne. Uh, and I ate, well, I don't know how many, too many mini whites, the little you know white cross uh, uppers. Yeah, when you used to be able to, as a sixteen-year-old kid, I don't know the younger people. You just will not understand what I'm about to say. You could walk into a gas station and go, "I want Get, that bag of meth." Yeah, that right because right? truckers. Yeah, went, yeah, I yeah. want that bag of meth. Yeah, and that's, they didn't call it meth. But yeah, that's what it's it was. What it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, I want those mini whites, and I ate way too many of them because yeah. I wanted to be alert and drunk. At this concert, right? <laughs> at this Kiss concert. And so uh, uh, Fast Pussycat did their thing. Uh, Slaughter came out, couldn't have cared less, except for Blaz Elias blew my face off. Their drummer was just outrageous. And the Kiss was awesome, right? Uh, we came out. We didn't want to park in the Coliseum. We didn't want to pay money. So we parked across the street. And uh, Jason's passenger window got shattered, and all the stuff in his car was taken. My jam box, my jean jacket, you have my the worst tapes. luck. I've never had my. I think I've had my car broken do once. My tapes, uh, all anything else he had in there, and we had to drive all the way back. And it was early May, so it was a cold night. Yeah. We're freezing. We had to hear it from his mom, uh, and then he had to take me home. And I fell asleep, and I woke up that night, and in, just like I had the bends, my both my legs at the knees snapped back. All from my knees to my toes and curled under. I, I, I swear I bruised my butt cheeks with my heels and just the nastiest Charlie horses ever. Yeah. All I could do was stuff my face in my pillow and beat the living hell out of my my legs with my fist. Yeah. Beat them. Beat them, beat them, beat them, beat them until they loosened up a little bit. And at, that was the moment I went, I'll just be tired. <laughs> I never did another upper again. Speaking of, of slaughter, 
uh, I want to say it was Slaughter and Quiet Riot. Uh, this was in the 90s. And I was actually a freelance cameraman uh, for the Three Rivers Festival here in Fort Wayne. And uh, so they were playing uh, the tent downtown. Did they even have so, Kevin singing then? Yes. Was he it really? Was, it was right before Kevin passed away. So okay. maybe a year or two before he died. Uh, so I am, I'm right in, uh, I'm between the barrier and, uh, and the stage. So I'm in that little lane, you know, where the security guys are. So I'm right there with my camera. So I'm right there front and center and the bass player for, for Slaughter, who you probably know, who's I can Bob see Rock. His, there you go. can see his face, but I can't think the name. He used to be in Vinny Vincent. There you go. I mean, well, three quarters of Slaughter was from Vinny That's right. <laughs> so he's right in front of me and I got the camera right on him and he whips his hair down and he whips it back and this spray of sweat off of his hair just gets me from my mid chest all the way up through oh, my face. Man. It was you tasted perfect. Bob Rock. It was, <laughs> oh, I did. God. I did. And that was maybe the most. But again, you know, you're in. He's Hoshmitz. now part of you. You digested part of Bob Rock, man. <laughs> He became part of your he nourishment. He became part of me. Oh, uh, maybe I can man. play bass and slur now after that. You know, just... Oh, <laughs> I'm a pod nasty. person now. But yeah, it's like that was gross. But is it any grosser than rolling around in a mosh pit on the where? No, I guarantee the, the, the I was not covered in my sweat when I left pits. I was my hair was like I jumped in a pool. Um, yeah. And the thing about being in a pit, I watched somebody once. We were on the outside, you know, like on the outside of a pit, up like a layer against a, a, a rail there. I watched somebody pee into a cup and then <laughs> toss it into the pit. I watched it. I saw another. I went to a Seven Dust concert. I watched a guy crush two bottles with his boots and kick the glass into the pit. I watched it happen. I'm like, I am not going anywhere near that pit. Wow. I mean, two broken beer bottles just, just crushed him with a boot. You heard the first one. I went, what? And I looked over, and I saw him throw a second one down and stomp it with his boot and just kick the glass into the pit. I'm like, holy crap. That is nasty. I have a shy bladder. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he peed into a cup and threw it into the pit. I'm like, what wow. is wrong with you? Because well, I didn't want to miss, I didn't want to lose my spot. Then you hold it like an adult. <laughs> I don't think you're pit- You're not crapping yourself, are you? You're not pooping into a cup and throwing that. You can hold it. You're an adult. What's going on here? What is that? Oh, it's a great story. Disgusting, but a great story. Yeah. Oh. And nobody in the pit knew. Yeah. Like, they just figured it was beer, probably. Just think about that. Why is my eye stinging? Well, other than the grossness, has there ever been a show where you're like, wow, that was really cool? Like, I didn't expect that or... Oh man! Any, um, any moment on stage, you know, every, you know, something that maybe it wasn't even planned. You know, it was something that just happened. Man, I'm certain of it. It's hard. It's, it's all like yeah. I said. It's all a big blender yeah. up there, Shane. Yeah. It's hard. I'm hundreds of shows. I'm certain right. I've seen something. Yeah. I've seen fights. The yeah. Band members fighting. You know, I mean, not swinging on each other, but pushing and shoving and yelling. And then when the show was over, they went to stop in opposite directions. Yeah. So I don't know what happened <laughs> after that. Um, well, the last time, well, Exodus came to town, Exodus Testament and Death Angel. Yes. And I'd never seen Exodus before, so I was excited for that. So I'm like, they were the middle act. I'm like, all right, this is going to be cool. Was that was Zetro? Yeah. Cool. So this was so this was the last October. It was actually, it was. I saw that show, and then Iron Maiden was like two nights later. So I was like, what a great week. Uh, but Exodus, they, there was, uh, what was great about that crowd is that they were 9, 10, 12-year-olds in that crowd. It was an all-ages show. I don't think I'd ever seen that young of kids at a thrash show. And it was like their moms and dad were bringing them. And 
they brought up the kids. They pulled them off the stage. I remember that. And brought them up, and they got to hold the instruments. Gary Holt was gave the kid a guitar, and he's able to strum it. And, you know, and they're just, I mean, this, then the looks on their faces. And it's like, it almost brought a tear to my eye. I'm like, wow, we're going to be okay. This, yeah, yeah. You know what? We're, <laughs> you know, the new, next generation is going to be okay. And to see that, but to see that, you know, you, you think of a, you don't think of that heartfelt moment, but yeah, yeah. But metal guys are the sweetest, well, kindest guys in the world. Going back to the uh, Dave Mustaine, you know, wanting yeah. to fight people. I also saw a show uh, a few days after I got a tendon cut in my right hand on my thumb. I had to go to a concert. We drove from Fort Wayne to Normal, Illinois to see this concert in a 73 Monte Carlo that was held together with Wish. It really was just, <laughs> please stay together. And we, we got all the way to the show, and uh, we got there very, very early. So I parked right across this, from the door. And at one point, uh, like, I thought I was going to be able to handle it. STP opened, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. And I was not down with STP opening for Megadeth. I love STP. And it's not the show for them. right? It's not cool. Well, the first kick drum felt like somebody stomped on my hand. Because I had fresh surgery yeah. on my hand. Yeah. So I went up to the guy at the door and said, that is my car. I'm going there and I'm grabbing my pills. I'm going to show you what they are. Yeah. And then I'm going to eat them. If you have a problem <laughs> with me taking my pain pills, I'll just stay in my car. Yeah. But that's, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So I went out and I got my pills. I said, here's what they are. This is what they're for. Yeah. You can see I'm wearing this big-ass yeah. cast. I got myself in a two-hour surgery just yeah. three days ago. So this is fresh. It hurts. So I went over to the drinking fountain. Popped three or four pills in, drank it, and some guy off to the right goes, Hey! Why does he get to keep his shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because I'm the one that's wearing a cast. Um, but that night, Dave Mustaine at one point brought a kid up out of the crowd that was holding a sign that said, We love you, Dave. Yeah. And he brought him up and said something, you know, did something cool, maybe gave him a pick or yeah. something. And he says, and he put him back down in the crowd. He goes, and that's for all you people that think I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. That is a great story. And that was with a lot that, of fun. we can end this episode. So we uh, talked uh, live music. I'm sure we're going to talk about that uh, quite a bit on this show. But that was uh, a fun trip down memory lane. And Jason, uh, we're going to have hopefully a lot more shows. Uh, we got Pantera coming up, you and I, in July. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. So that'll be a whole thing. That'll Fantastic. Be a whole episode. <laughs> awesome. All right, buddy. Later, brother. <laughs>